I was absolutely embarrassed. I had just finished a wonderful meal at one of my favorite pizza restaurants in Chicago when I reached for my wallet and I realized it wasn't there. At first, I assumed I'd left for the day without my wallet. I searched all my pockets, I tore my car apart, but in the end, I had no way to pay for my meal. Fortunately, I had a friend nearby who was willing to come over and help me out. However, as I waited for him to arrive, I had a realization. My wallet wasn't forgotten, it was lost. I replayed the events of that morning in my mind. I left home and stopped at a gas station to make a purchase. I walked out, set my items and my wallet on top of the car while I unlocked the door, then I grabbed my items and I drove off with my wallet still on top of my car. But my biggest mistake was not driving off with my wallet on top of my car. My biggest mistake was that I was completely unprepared for a day when I might lose my wallet. Despite my frequent trips all over Chicago that summer, I never once had given any thought to what I would do if my wallet ended up missing. Nobody's perfect. A lost or a stolen wallet could happen to you at any time, no matter how careful you try to be. But there are some simple steps that you can take right now to prepare for the day when you find your wallet is missing. Protecting the contents of your wallet is today's topic on Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast the safest podcast on the internet. Our wallets contain so much of our personal data that losing it can be an extremely frightening experience. Credit or debit cards give access to our finances. An insurance card could give away what kind of car you drive. Frequent shopper cards will tell people what stores you visit regularly. Some loose checks or your checkbook contain your bank account number. And your driver's license gives away your address and a host of other information, possibly even including your height and your weight, or at least what you told the license branch that you weighed. With all that in mind, today I want to discuss three steps you can take right now to prepare in case your wallet is lost or stolen. Step one is to remove anything you don't need. Considering all of the information someone can learn from a lost wallet, it's critical to not unnecessarily add any more personal data to it. One of the biggest mistakes I made in the days before I lost my wallet was not removing two extremely important documents, my birth certificate and my social security card. When my wallet was picked up on the streets of Hammond, Indiana that afternoon, someone had full access to every piece of data that would have been needed to steal my identity. Think about your wallet. Are you carrying around anything that doesn't need to be there? Do you have a social security card, a birth certificate, or even a credit card that you rarely use in your wallet? Are you storing the passwords for your email 
your online banking, or even the PIN for your debit card in your wallet? Do you carry a checkbook with you when you rarely, if ever, pay for anything with checks? If it isn't something that you absolutely need regularly, it doesn't need to be in your wallet every day. I'm not saying that your social security card should never go in your wallet. Obviously, if you have a good reason to have it with you, like you're headed to your first day at a new job, your wallet is probably the safest place to keep it for that day. But unless for some reason you don't manage to finish all the paperwork that first day, there's no reason to still have it with you when you return for day two. So once you've decided what you actually need in your wallet, your second step is to make an inventory of what you are going to carry on a daily basis. You can't replace an item or cancel an account if you don't remember that you had that in your wallet to begin with. You'll probably remember the items that you use every day, but you probably won't remember something that you need much less frequently until the next time you need it. Start by making a quick list of all the important items you have in your wallet. You may even want to put this list on your phone so you can access it if you realize your wallet is gone while you're away from home. Next, make sure you have enough information to be able to easily cancel each item on the list. You may want to make a list of your credit card numbers and your health insurance policy numbers and keep it in a locked drawer. If you use a password manager, you can also put these numbers there in order to have them on the go. While this isn't essential, it will reduce the amount of time it takes for you to cancel everything. Next, make a copy of each item on your list and store it safely, either in a locked drawer in your house or in a safe deposit box. While the copies may not be valid identification, they will often have information that can make it much easier for other people to find your account and help you to get a replacement. One of the other lessons I learned was to store the customer service phone number for your credit cards in your cell phone. My experience losing my wallet happened over 10 years ago, when mobile internet access was just becoming common, and navigating websites on your phone meant that you had to search through the desktop version and then zoom in on the right place. After my friend came to pay my lunch bill, we spent the next hour scouring the internet on his phone, trying to find the numbers to call to cancel my credit card, which was with one bank, and my debit card, which was with a different bank. My life would have been so much easier if I had just taken the time to program those two numbers into my phone. And yes, now it's much easier to find those numbers online than it was 10 years ago. But if you already have them programmed into your phone, or at least you know where to go to find them, it will make canceling your cards so much easier and less stressful. So once you've reduced the contents of your wallet down to the essentials, and you've inventoried everything you'll carry on a daily basis, there's one final step you need to take. Think about what you'll need to do if your wallet is lost. When you do realize you've lost your wallet, you are going to be worried and scared. You don't want that moment to be the first time you're thinking about what you need to do. So the first thing you should always do is to shut down your debit card. Your debit card is a direct link to your checking account. Someone probably isn't going to be able to guess your PIN and take money out at an ATM, 
Unless, of course, you ignored my earlier advice and had your pin written down in your wallet with the card. However, they still could use your debit card to make purchases. With a credit card, you can refuse to pay the charges while your fraud claim is being investigated. But with a debit card, your bank is under no obligation to restore the money until the investigation is complete. While many banks do restore your money immediately, the bank isn't under any legal requirement to do so unless it's in their written policies. So shutting off your debit card is always your best first step. Second, you'll want to cancel any credit cards. If your credit cards were with the same bank as your debit card, they should be able to do that when you call about your debit card. But if you have cards with other banks, you'll obviously have to call each bank separately. A new feature that many banks are implementing is the ability to temporarily stop transactions through your online banking app. These temporary locks on your card can be very useful if you think you just forgot your wallet at home, but you're not totally sure. However, if you did leave your card somewhere and later recover it, it's important to remember that someone could have saved that card information. So even if you do recover your card, it may be wise to request a new account number if you know that the card was in someone else's possession. A new method of theft that is becoming more common is the theft of health insurance benefits. If you had medical insurance cards in your wallet, ask for the policy numbers to be changed when you request a replacement card. Most insurance companies will send you a duplicate card with the same policy number unless you specifically request that the policy number be changed. You may also want to consider initiating a fraud alert on your credit report or filing a police report. A fraud alert warns banks to take additional precautions to verify your identity before they issue credit in your name. This is an absolutely necessary step if you've had your social security number stolen, but it can give added protection in other cases. Also, a police report may be necessary to prove some claims of fraud, and in some cases, you can get your driver's license or state ID replaced for free if you have a police report showing the theft of your wallet. A police report showing that you reported a stolen wallet can also be useful in the event you forget to cancel a card and someone makes a large charge. Finally, you may want to keep a little cash or a spare credit card locked away at home. I lost my wallet on a Sunday morning. The banks were closed, and for some reason the ATMs don't like to give away money unless you have your debit card with you. But even if you lose your wallet in the middle of a working day, you could still have some trouble accessing your money. Unless a teller recognizes you, withdrawing money inside the branch requires a photo ID. But your photo ID was probably also in your now-missing wallet. Getting a replacement ID will likely cost you money. But if all your money was in your wallet or in a bank account, you won't have any way to pay for the replacement ID you need to get your money out. And hopefully, you have enough gas in your car to get you around while you're trying to sort all this out. Having access to a little cash or a backup credit card could make sorting everything out a whole lot easier. While proper precautions can help you make sure you never have to deal with a lost or stolen wallet, all it takes is one moment with a careless mistake 
or a really good pickpocket to get it. That makes preparing to protect the information in your wallet important for everyone. So how can you protect your wallet? Take the time to go through it and make sure you're only carrying what is absolutely necessary. Keep an inventory of everything you carry daily so that you don't forget to cancel or replace anything. And think through what you will do if you do lose your wallet. A little planning now will make the process so much easier. Thank you for joining us today for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. This concludes our special launch week episodes, but we'll be back next Monday with our regularly scheduled episode. Our topic next Monday will discuss some of the newest coronavirus scams that you need to be aware of. Until then, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.